claim the throne is a metal band. Hell, hell, hell. Hello, friends. You're with Cabba. I'm from the band Claim the Throne. Claim the Throne is a metal band. I'm here on my lonesome today because my mate Ash, who normally joins me as a co-host for the show, is gallivanting around Europe. I think he was in Helsinki last week, smashing a few beers back. And uh, today, or the next few days, he might be in Berlin, Germany. So, pretty jealous. Should really be getting an episode out in his absence. So that's what we're going to do today. I'll be going through a few things that I've been up to while he's been away. We have got a new album coming out. We have had a new album coming out for about 12 months or so, as the regular listeners would be aware. Every week we're crapping on about how this album's coming out soon. It just never comes out. What uh, what the idea was, once we finished recording about a year ago, we were trying to get um, some support of a major label in the metal scene. Uh, in order to try and break into the European market and take our stuff a little bit further than what we can push it ourselves. Um, But we haven't really had too much luck with the ideal labels that we were hoping for. So it's looking like we're going to be releasing it independently. So there's quite a few things involved in releasing an album as an independent artist. Uh, And I've been trying to put together a bit of a checklist uh, for my other website, bandtoolshq.com and podcast. So I thought that was a cool thing that we could talk about today today. yeah, just going through all the stuff that I've been doing, what I've found, and um, and what I'd recommend for other bands that are releasing stuff without a record label. Whoa, sorry about that. Forgot what show I was on for a second. All right, so let's assume that you're a band who has just finished an album, you've written it, recorded it, mixed, mastered, all that stuff, and you've made a decision that you're going to release it independently, and you're ready to go, basically. So the first thing... Actually, there's no order for these. There's no first thing or whatever. But one thing you need to do is artwork. So say you've already got an album title and a bit of an idea. All the lyrics are written and stuff. So you've got a theme. You sort of have a rough idea of what you want. Some bands may be able to organize their own artwork. But if not, you'll need to go and find someone. The way we've done it on the latest album was we looked at a few other album artworks that we really liked and we um, narrowed down like a list of artists who have done similar ones before, had a look on their websites and their Facebooks and stuff and hit a few up until we found someone who um, we thought could really capture what we we're after in the artwork and you sort of, that way you're quite confident in their style and what it's going to look like afterwards. It is a bit of a process like you would send, you would need to send them right up a bit of a concept or give them a rough idea of what you're after. Uh, and then they'll generally come back to you either through email or Facebook, however you're talking, and they'll give you a couple of like really rough sketch examples. So obviously you don't take these too seriously in terms of the final product, but it's a good um, skeleton starting point sort of thing so that you can give them feedback before they get too carried away with the detail and the design. And you go back and forth a few times throughout the process and it's quite a cool thing to be able to see the artwork unfold before your eyes over a few weeks or a few months, however long it might take. Um, And I do have to say, when you do pick someone out, just make sure that they are serious about doing it for you because quite a lot of people will say, yeah, sounds good, we're really keen and we'll charge this much and let's go. And then you just don't hear from them again for weeks or months and then you have to keep following up and, you know, every month you're like, hey man, any update on that one yet? And then they just don't get back to you. And then they'll come back later and they go, oh, I'm so sorry, we've had something come up, I've been really busy with blah, 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 I'm still interested, just might take a bit longer. Just when you come across people like that, it's probably a good time to just say, actually, it's all good, we've found someone else, thanks anyway. Yeah, just bear that in mind. That's not just with artwork. That's with everything band-related when there's people that are helping you out online and stuff. Just if they don't seem too serious, if they're not, if they're just taking ages, just get out of there while you can. 
Uh, some might require deposits, which can be tricky, but generally if they want a deposit, then they're super serious about it and they'll, they'll get it done for you. Uh, if you don't already have a logo, you will certainly need one of them. Again, you can find someone online who can do that, or you can use some sort of online art platforms where you can just choose a cool looking font, put your name in that. But I think it's good if you can find someone to draw something up nice for you. So you've got your logo and your front cover design now. You're also going to need the inlay design. If you're printing CDs, you're going to need like a booklet, Maybe just decide whether you're going to put your lyrics or your credits in there, whatever you're going to do as um, as to decide how many pages you're going to need in your booklet because it will cost more. Um, obviously, the more pages you have and if it's full color and everything, you, you need a, a design that goes underneath where the CD goes. Decide if you want digipacks, jewel cases, stuff like that. Um, and you're going to need it in the correct format. Obviously, that's for CDs, but if you decide to do vinyls, um, you would need to do... Uh, the different format artwork as well which your art guy will be able to hook up but you just needed to let them know that and um, perhaps find them even find them the templates if you're going through a certain company to press the cds or vinyls for you they might have their own templates so you need to provide them to the art guy or girl uh, and you may also want them to put your art in the correct format for online advertising if you wanted a website design or something you'd need to get it from them for that and also merchandise um, so if you're going to put the front cover art onto a t-shirt, then you would need to ask them to make it compatible for that as well. And again, you may want the merch design done with less colors because it will save you a whole lot of money uh, and sometimes will look better as well. So if you've got like a, you know, 10 color crazy looking front cover design, it probably won't work on a t-shirt. So they'll do a bit of a revised version with less colors for a t-shirt, um, to look way better and cost you much, much less. I did mention credits before, so it's good to get a like a Microsoft Word document up and just write whatever needs to go in the CD booklet or on the online credits. If you're going to do a band camp or something, you put the credits and lyrics and stuff in there as well. And so that can be, you know, thanks lists, whether you want every band member to have their own thanks or just one little one from the band as a whole. Uh, and also who wrote the songs, you know, the who plays what instrument, recorded by, mixed by, mastered by, etc any logos that you may have endorsements for, that sort of thing, all the stuff that's going to go in the booklet, just put it in one Microsoft Word document, send that over to the art guy, and then we'll chuck it into the booklet. Also, in most cases, you'd be wanting to organize a photo shoot for your band, so you want an up-to-date promo pic. You may or may not want that in your CD booklet as well, but something to consider. Um, but you will find those definitely come in handy when you're promoting stuff online, when you're contacting industry professionals, trying to get stuff on radio, email outs, you know, gig posters and stuff. Those photos will come in handy for later on. Hopefully you know someone in your local scene who can do it for you for pretty cheap. Um, but if not, just get online and have a look around. Don't pay too much for it, but you do want something that looks pretty cool. Just a couple other things to consider before you start going to pressing. You do want to get ISRC codes from your national agency, so that's International Standard Recording Codes, and you'd apply for those so your music is properly registered for royalties and copyright stuff. So here in Australia, it's through ARIA, um, and they will give you like a template um, with a couple of codes, and then you fill in the rest of the codes, and then you put those, you use those for the CD pressing before you go and for when you put it online you allocate each of the ISRC codes to the songs as well the person who is doing your um, your mastering and the recording and stuff they may be able to input those for you um, some people will know how to do it in which case you wouldn't need to do anything they'll just give you the list of codes that they've generated um, and you can also do it on some uh, some online streaming platforms as well so if you use like a cd baby or distro kid to get onto spotify and stuff then they can often generate those codes as well um, but i think it's pretty cool if you can organize it yourself so i think usa it's riaa 
um, UK PPL and Australia ARIA. So just go to those websites and see how you apply for the codes and um, and get those ready to go before you go to pressing. Um, you'd also want to register, once you do get those codes, you want to register the songs with performing rights agencies. So again, in Australia, it's APRA and you would want to log into that database to register your songs with those codes so that the royalties that you're earning can actually be collected and paid to you. Um, so they're like a collection service. They organize all that for you. So when you get radio play or you submit your set list um, for when you've been playing gigs, online streaming and everything like that, it all goes into that same area and they track all that for you and um, and they'll make payments to you throughout the year. Also, during that process, you'd be determining percentages for each songwriter. So if you've got five people in your band and one person wrote the whole song, maybe they'd want to get 100%. We've had this discussion on this show before. Um, it can be a pretty tricky one. Personally, I like to just split it evenly. It just makes life a lot easier, a lot fairer. I believe it's a team work. Um, just, you know, maybe you've got two or three people that contributed to a song, um, but you know, everyone sort of came into the studio and provided some some feedback and some input into how the songs are finished up. You know, they play gigs with you, they go on tours, they do all the hard yards. So I just think you should pretty much do it evenly, unless you're like a one-person artist who has session musicians or something like that. That's a bit different. But that's a definitely a discussion you need to have with the band members before doing something like this. Don't just assume that everyone's okay with it. Make sure you have that that chat and discussion and do a bit of research as to how it will affect you. And you might also want to consider, consider just some funding methods um, because you're going to find that CDs and vinyls especially are pretty expensive to print out. So hopefully you've been playing quite a few gigs and saved up a bit of money yourself to be able to do that. Um, but if not, you want to just see if you can't self-fund it then to look into perhaps government grants or whether you're going to consider crowdfunding. So you can, I mean, I know in WA where I live, there is the Department of Culture and the Arts that do um, funding grants, which are very, very helpful. It does. It is like a huge application pretty hardcore getting it in um, but if you are successful it's definitely very helpful to get um, get some of the initial expenses paid for before you start selling cds and earning it back alternatively you want to think about whether you're going to do pre-orders because that's a good way to get a bit of money first and then you can print them um, and also crowdfunding and there's a few different types of crowdfunding um, stuff like pledge music is just basically a pre-order platform um, but then you've got your kickstarters and your patreons and all that sort of stuff, which we've spoken in previous episodes. That's a chat for another day, but just things that you want to think about um, before you decide how you're going to fork the money out. A lot of cases, band members are pretty happy just to all contribute a few hundred dollars each to get things sorted. And once you're at that point, I think you're pretty much ready to go to pressing. So um, definitely shop around for quotes to print physical copies of the album. Um, both CDs, vinyl, however you want to do it. CDs are definitely possible and cheap enough. Vinyls is absolutely expensive and difficult. So make sure you do your research on whether that is a realistic thing for your band to be doing or not. Um, but with CDs, yeah, check out what um, what stores are in your city, wherever you live, see what the local ones are, and then definitely compare them to places online. Definitely read reviews about each of the places as well. Sometimes I've heard stories where some companies might take a long time to send you the CDs. Some might have um, printing quality that is not as good as other companies. So make sure you read all the reviews um, before you choose somewhere. And you will find that if you get a quote from your local company and then you find one online that is a lot cheaper, you can send that quote to them and quite often um, they will price match. So consider that as well. 
um, and then they'll tell you everything that they'll need from you. Um, so that will be all the templates and um, WAV files, uh, ISRC codes probably, all stuff like that. So just, yeah, if you've been following along up till now, you've done it in the right order and you should have everything ready to go and that, um, that process will be a breeze. Probably ready to start getting merch sorted at this point as well. So you want to go and get some quotes um, to print t-shirts with the album artwork on it or whatever you want to do. You might want to do hoodies, stickers, magnets, any um, any crazy stuff to sell along with your CD. I think it's a good time when you're releasing a new album to be able to sell extra stuff. So people, if they're going to buy the CD anyway, they're pretty happy to buy a package bundle with a t-shirt and stuff in it as well. So think about the certain packages that you could do. See where you can afford to print in the first place. I mean, this stuff is pretty expensive um, for musicians who don't have a lot of money. So just bear that in mind as well. But And yeah, follow the same process as you did with the pressing, you know, see what um, what local suppliers are in your area, um, but also have a look online as well because sometimes you will find some good online stores that will also post directly to your door and still be cheaper than the local stuff. You know, support the locals where you can, but at the end of the day, you're a poor musician. You need to get stuff done cheaply, yet also at a high quality now, you also want to consider whether you're going to be putting your music onto streaming services and places online as well. Now's the time to do it. Um, so, for example, platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, those sorts of ones, you would do them through a provider uh, such as CD Baby, TuneCore, DistroKid, those sorts of ones. It's pretty hard or possibly impossible to get them on without a provider such as them, I believe. So do a bit of research into that. Um, personally, I'm always recommending DistroKid at the moment because it just seems like a really good service at a much cheaper prices than the other ones. So you're paying for one account as opposed to per one release. So yeah, for more info on that, you can check out um, my post at bandtoolshq.com slash DistroKid. And I've got some info there on how to save 40% on your first year as well. Um, but I'm using that at the moment for the Claim the Throne stuff, and it seems to be really awesome. When you are putting them on there as well, it'll only take a couple of days, and they'll show up on the services. So you should also be setting a release date for this new album. Decide on a day so you can make the big announcement, so you can plan properly, release it with a bang. And when you do put on to streaming services at this point, you can actually set a release date. So if you know the day that it's coming out, then you can set that in there. And then on that day, it'll just automatically be available on Spotify and stuff. So yeah, makes life easy and you don't have to be thinking about it on the day. Um, it's just ready to go at the exact correct time. Also, you may want to be doing digital downloads. So you can set up a page to sell digital copies of the album. Um, have a think if you can add any extra bonus digital content um, like liner notes, extra pictures or any stuff like that on the new upcoming Claim the Throne album will be including guitar tabs, um, guitar profiles for every song on the album. Bandcamp is really good for this sort of thing. So I would highly recommend using Bandcamp. And again, for more info, bandtoolshq.com slash Bandcamp. Sorry, Ash, I don't mean to be using this as a sales portal. But Bandcamp is cool and you can set whatever price you want as well. And when people do download it, they have the option to pay more if you want, which is one of the really cool features of Bandcamp. Um, you know, you could decide to charge it for five bucks download if you really wanted. Um, but if people really dig the album or they really like the extra bonus stuff you've included, then they might give you 10 or 20 or whatever. So, yeah, pricing is another thing you need to um, be thinking about and discussing with your band members as well. So figure out how much you've paid for all your CDs and merch and um, you know, time and effort and also consider what people will actually be willing to pay for all of your items and probably good to do that early as well because you do want to be giving your fans the chance to order the album in advance so they get it on release day, especially if they're ordering a CD online. 
Um, they want to get it on the day that it's out. They don't want to get it two weeks later when it's going through the post. Um, but also you want to be receiving the money earlier to help pay for things as well, um, which we discussed earlier. So yeah, pricing is another one. Definitely important to think about early. With all that stuff in mind, you probably do still want to also consider putting the album on YouTube because YouTube is like a bit of a search engine these days. If people want to hear a band for the first time, they quite often will just jump on there and hopefully something's there for them to hear of the band. And if you don't have a, a music video, for example, then the first thing they might find is a song that someone else has ripped and put up on there for you on your behalf. And you don't know whether you can trust that they've put the highest quality recording of that song on there. Um, And also they won't be probably putting the description correctly or telling people the right places to go to buy the album. So if you consider putting the album on YouTube for free, Yes, people can hear it for free, which sucks, um, but there's a pretty high chance that someone else is going to put it on YouTube anyway if you don't. So definitely an option to consider, um, and you just want to be clever about it. So in the description field um, or any on-screen prompts, you, know, you might want to be directing people to certain places. You know, you can say you can get this whole entire album, high-quality download over at our Bandcamp, along with free guitar tabs and free lyrics and stuff like that. Um, or you can get these awesome t-shirts over at claimthethrone.com, stuff like that. So something to consider for sure. While we're talking about YouTube, you probably want to strongly consider getting an official music video as well. It is one of the best tools to promote your upcoming release. So if a good quality video of your best song is available, that makes a really great promo tool, something you can pump around everywhere and something that you get heaps of views, push people to the right places, that sort of thing. They are very expensive if you want to get a good one done. Um, So again, earlier we spoke about funding opportunities. Perhaps you can consider it in that. Otherwise, hopefully you might be able to find a friend who will do it for you pretty cheap. Alternatively, you may want to do a lyric video um, or something like that. Just something that's going to stick up on the top of YouTube when people search for you. So lyric video is certainly not essential, but they are another option there to promote on YouTube. So worth considering if you can't get a music video. And we mentioned before the importance of that release date, knowing the day that it's going to come out. Um, So again, on YouTube, you can upload all the songs if you wanted to do that or a video or whatever you've got. Um, And you can make it private to begin with. And then on release day, you can just hop on there and um, and press, press release, press make public, and then you can start sharing it. Also, it's a good idea to have one or two songs available before release day and that's going to help to build up the hype for the new album coming out and it can encourage people to make pre-orders as well so if you've got one video that you can just um, you can promote around then you can direct them to your website or wherever you've got um, the pre-orders happening on that note websites pretty important pretty important to have a home base that you have full control over you can decorate it in the style of the upcoming album you can have you know full branding you make it look as good as you want all the information that you want there it's not as hard as most people think these days and not that expensive either and a lot of the time they'll include a free web store Uh, where you can put the album on there. So when you're promoting stuff on social media, you can link them straight to the pre-order page um, at your site that you will build from finding more information at bandtoolshq.com slash bandzoogle. Shut up, cabber. And social media as well. Obviously, having a presence on a few social platforms is important and make sure you do it well. Don't, uh, no need to get on every single social media platform in the entire internet. Just choose a few that um, that most suit your band. In most cases, for musicians, it'll be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and that's you know almost just about it. 
So um, I'd, I'd prefer you were on only a couple and doing a really good job as opposed to being on heaps and doing it sucky. You can link them all up. Um, you can use scheduling tools, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, get in touch with us if you want more info on that, but we go over it in most episodes. So I'm sure you're all totally skilled at that sort of stuff by now. Um, you also be wanting to put your press release on social media and through web scenes and mail outs and stuff. So that's another one you want to be doing is writing up a press release. Um, we've got an article on that on our website, actually, at clintonthrone.com um, on the articles tab. So you can have a read there for a good way to write a press release. Um, consider your biography as a bit of a different thing, a more detailed um, sort of information hub. But the press release is more like an exciting sales tool about that one event that you've got coming up. So, you know, such as a new, rele- new album release or a tour. And I just mentioned that sneaky little word, mailing list, as well. So if you have a website through something like Banzoogle, I think they include a mailing list sign-up as well. So you can have that sign-up form on your website and your social media pages. So that helps you to keep in touch with people. You can contact them directly. You don't have to hope that social media algorithms will possibly let them know. Um, You can contact them directly to their mailbox. And you can have a good idea where your fans are based as well. So when they sign up to mailing lists, that generally get like a postcode or a country. Um, so you know where your stuff is popular. You might know where to tour next. Um, and yeah, if you've got a bit of a crowd there, then that's an awesome tool to send out when pre-orders are announced. You can email everyone and say, check out our new video and here's where you pre-order the album. And it comes out on such and such date. And here's our album launch details as well. Uh, so that is all pretty cool. Obviously, I think it's pretty imperative to be really promoting your pre-orders big time, if you can't already tell. So, a few other ways to do that, because you're going to get sick of posting the same link to your YouTube, um, you know, the same link to your pre-order. might get a bit boring for your social media followers. So, to keep it interesting, you want to get a bit of a flow of promo coming through. And I'm talking reviews, interviews, and radio play. These are the sorts of things that you can um, use as promotion tools to get people heading to your pre-order page, signing up to your mailing list, checking out your tour dates, streaming you on Spotify, all that stuff. So in order to get all of these things, reviews, interviews, radio play, you're probably not going to magically just get it by sitting there and hoping that someone's going to find it. You might get a few reviews here and there or a bit of stuff on radio Um, where people hear about it if you make a pretty big impact, but you've got a far better chance if you actively send requests through to different webzines um, and radio stations. And you can do that a few ways. So firstly, you want to just have a bit of a look on the internet, know your genre. So being a metal band myself... Claim the Throne is a metal band from Perth, Australia. Claim the Throne is a metal band. Climbing the Throne is a heavy metal band. I'm pretty familiar with the sorts of websites that are out there that do reviews because I read them myself and I read articles and interviews and stuff like that. So that's the first way. And just check out some of your favorite bands, see what they do. So see where they're getting their album reviewed. Simply just type your favorite band's album into Google, see what comes up, and then you sort of get the idea. You can start building a list of places um, that you think you can start promoting your new album to. Read their About page or the Contact Us page, and you can see the best ways that they like your music to be submitted to them. And it's generally one of a few ways. 
One being a physical copy in the mail. It's pretty old school, but people still like to do that. Um, a lot of the old school web scenes are still really keen on that format. And you want to include a press release there. So the one we spoke about before, hopefully you still got that. You can print that out with a nice picture or something. And even a cover letter is pretty helpful. So dear Climbing the Thorn Metal World, please find enclosed a copy of our latest album and a press release. We are currently looking for promotion for our pre-orders that are out and the release date is X of whatever month, please consider it for review on your website and should you have further opportunities for interviews uh, or other promotion methods, please let us know and have some contact details there. Secondly, an electronic press kit or an EPK and how you can do that. If you do have a website, then you can create like a separate page that's not part of your website. So if someone just goes to clamthethorn.com, they won't see it. But if you give them a direct link, such as climbingthorns.com slash the album title or reviews or whatever you're sending it for, and you can even password protect it, then they can access that. And what you're going to have on there is like a little press release blurb sort of thing. Um, you're going to have a picture and the album photo and a streaming section to so that they can just stream the whole album right there. They don't need to download anything. They don't need to put anything in the CD player. It's just right there and ready to go. Uh, it's also good to put like your highlights there so they know what to talk about in the reviews. Anything you can add to make it life as easy as possible for them, then they're more inclined to get the review out, I reckon. And it's cool then because you don't really have to personalize any of it. You've just got that one link. So if the website or whoever are happy to accept streaming as a method of submission, then all it takes is just a polite email. So you can write one up and then just fire it out to all the different websites and just change the name or uh, just change a couple of words in it if each time you, if you need to so that they know you're not sort of spamming out everyone, just make it look a little bit more personal towards them. Um, but then you just put your link in there and everything's there for them and it's a really cool way to do it. Uh, thirdly, some people do like digital stuff, but they don't like streaming. They want like total top quality stuff, especially for radio play. Um, they wouldn't really want streaming, I don't think. However, um, a digital download link would be possible. So something good for that is pretty much Dropbox is the way to go. Um, there's also WeTransfer, but um, but that you have to send that separate each time. So if, with Dropbox, you can just upload all the web files, for example. So that's the top quality stuff in there um, and the album artwork and the press release and all the usual stuff. Um, just put them on Word docs or PDFs or something and have it in that one download link. And then you can still do the same thing. So you just send the emails around and just put the link to download that file. And some places do like exclusivity, especially radio. So you could hit up a few radio stations and say, um, while we've got these pre-orders out for the album, we'd like to sort of stagger the release of a few different songs to start teasing people and build a bit of hype. Um, we're happy to give you such and such song from the album and no other radio stations will play it, just you or no one else in your country will be able to review this until after the album is released. We won't send it to anyone else. So that's a, a interesting approach to take too. And then once these things start to come through, so you start to get a few reviews online, um, or you start to get played on radio a bit, or you get some features in some sort of websites, then these are the sorts of things you can start pimping on your social media, and it, it just keeps it a lot more fresh and a lot more interesting for people, so they can go in and read it. Different ways to convince them that they should really go and order your album now. 
One thing we haven't even touched on yet is playing live to support the album. So I think it's really important to do three things. One, book a listening party. So just a small venue in your hometown to let people gather and listen to it before the release date. So we've just booked one for the Claim the Throne one. It's not released, no information out yet or anything, but it'll just be a free thing. Uh, the place probably holds 100 people max, but yeah, hopefully people just come by for free, hang out for a bit, get to listen to something before any, the rest of the world does. Uh, I think it's a cool thing to do, encourage pre-orders again, um, you know, that sort of thing. And also book an album launch. So that is booking a gig in your hometown for an actual release party once the album is out. So whether that's on release day or the weekend of the release day or just the first gig after the album's out. Um, they make a pretty good impact. Venues specifically love booking album launch shows because this is when the band's friends and family are eager to come and support. You get bigger turnouts, there's big merch sales, good vibes, lots of drinks all around. So it's definitely a great opportunity to book yourself a big gig. Um, definitely don't miss out because once you've got nothing to launch anymore, then it's definitely a lot harder to start booking shows. Venues aren't as interested unless you can really show that it's something really cool. Uh, and also a bit of a tour. If you can't book a whole entire country national tour, international tour, that's totally cool. Um, but at least get on the road somehow, even if it's like, you know, one show in your own city, one show like an hour drive away, any other towns you can book something, you know, anything from just a handful of shows in shitty towns close by. Or if you can, you know, extensive trips. So if you can book shows in different cities around your country or overseas, then go for gold. But really, whatever you can do to spread the word, have fun in the process. I think it's a cool thing to do. And it's something you're proud of, something you really want to make an impact of, something you want to enjoy. So yeah, give it your best shot. That's just about enough from me for one day. Next episode, we'll be back with Ash, the drummer from Clan the Throne. Claim the Throne is a metal band. We'll be hearing, I'm sure, about his latest visit in Europe. He went to a recording studio, so I'm sure he's learned lots of cool stuff and seen how things operate overseas. So looking forward to chat to him about that. Album of the week for me has got to be Modus Vivendi, The Power of Suggestion. Hopefully Smitty's listening. I know he likes that one. It's a three-track EP out of Perth many years ago, early 2000s at some point, I believe. Uh, but it was really cool, sort of prog powery sort of thing. Um, but I'll chuck a song on now. Hopefully they don't mind if they're listening. If they do, go check it out. They never released anything else, um, but they are doing different stuff. I think they moved to the UK, started uh, a female-fronted band called The Shadow Play, if I'm not mistaken. I never really checked it out, but it is on my to-do list. Anyway, hope you dig this one. Show notes, as always, will be at claimthethrone.com slash podcast. Thanks very, very much for tuning in. Hope you've dug it and looking forward to talk to you more about our new album coming out soon.
Gentle 